What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My name is Ben Bull and I write some videos here at HowStuffWorks.com. And I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing well, Scott. Always well when we run into each other. Uh, how, how have you been? Fantastic. Um, for our listeners, you guys should just know our... Uh, I had a coffee situation, which uh, Scott and our <laughs> producer today, Tyler, just solved for me. If I don't have the ability to drink coffee, right, if our coffee machine's out or something, I should just get, uh, what were you saying? Oh, the uh, chocolate-covered espresso beans, right? I did, will it give me that kick I need? I think so. I think so. I'm not a coffee drinker. I've always wondered why you're not. No, That's soft a, drinks. Yeah, yeah, soft drinks. That's yeah. cool, man. Coke, soda, yeah. pop, whatever. Yeah. Go, you call go it. your own way. Like yeah, that, whatever region you're in, that it covers it, I think. There are so many different names. Yeah. But uh, we're not here to talk about that today. I just wanted to thank you on there. <laughs> no, this is about fueling up, though. This is about fueling up. See? Oh, nice. Link. Scott? Yeah, it worked. Did you plan that one? Not really. That was pretty it good, though. sort of worked. Okay. Sort of worked. But, yeah, uh, I thought it worked. What we're talking about, though, is we. I read something recently, and this is by no means new. This is mm. old. Um, it's probably a couple years old, but I kind of had this one on the back burner, and I thought we'd talk about it, but we're just not getting around to it. Mm -hmm. um, there's an argument out there that says that rather, in, rather than the standard what we use as miles per gallon to measure uh, the, you know, fuel efficiency in a vehicle, sure. um, that it maybe makes more sense to uh, measure it in gallons per mile, uh, more specifically gallons per 100 miles. Now... A lot of people are not going to think that that's very different, mm -hmm. except for the hundred mile mark. There. Yeah. Well, the hundred miles, hundred mile mark is just to make it uh, make it a number that we can use, really, mm -hmm. um, so that it's it's uh, it's large enough, I guess. Because when you're when you're talking about um, gallons per one hundred miles, you're talking about numbers that are like in you know two, three, four, mm -hmm. something real low like that. If you were to say just gallons per mile. The number would be a, uh, a, decimal a decimal point, yeah. yeah, and that makes it just far more difficult. So we break it into gallons per 100 miles, or gallons per 10,000 miles, or 1,000 miles rather, and then gallons per 10,000 miles. You can do it any way you want, mm -hmm. uh, but if you compare two vehicles in the same manner, you can get a, a much better picture of how much it costs you to drive your vehicle 100 miles, 1,000 miles, or 10,000 miles, just in fuel costs, not mm -hmm. not operation costs. 
So gallons per 100 miles is a measurement that a lot of people, at least here in the States, don't use. We use miles per gallon. That's right, exactly. We, uh, although um, in Europe they often use uh, liters per 100 kilometers, that's a, that's a very standard measurement for them over there. They, mm-hmm. So they get a, a better sense of, um, and they're not the only ones that use that, but mm-hmm. um, th- they get a better sense of, of how much it costs them in fuel to go a certain distance. See, that's something that that I could use because um, you know what I'm about to talk about, right? <laughs> I think I do, yeah. Oh, Go gosh. ahead, bring it up. I, I want to uh, hear it again. I'm so lame, but I, I figure just in the interest of full yeah. disclosure. why not? So my console on the dash of my beloved Monte Carlo mm-hmm. is not all the way working. It's it's not completely dead, but the it's uh, dead. the gas gauge is not working. The speedometer works and the odometer appears to work. Uh but the the gas gauge has just gone the way of the dodo, bought the farm, etc. Mm-hmm. And um as a result, it is of vital importance to me to know exactly <laughs> how many miles I can go uh on a gallon of fuel or how many gallons it'll take me to go 100 miles. So I just want you to know, Scott, that this is of vital importance to me, and I am hanging, <laughs> hanging on your every well, word. Okay, before we before we start, okay. I mean, before we really get into this, because yeah. it does get a little bit complicated. I'm going to try to keep it real simple with using just round numbers and sure. and make it easy on us, because um, it's tough, you know, without having any kind of visual to be able mm-hmm. to tell people how this all works. But um, I, I'll tell you where to go to look up information, and, and hopefully you can follow along, or you can uh, you can look this up later and see. Mm-hmm just what I'm talking about, because I'll use their examples and maybe that'll make it even more clear. Um, and the other thing is that this, we're not saying this should, should um, you know, replace. totally replace yeah. or, or, you know, um, maybe in addition to is what maybe it should should be. Maybe, maybe we supplement. Should, exactly. Maybe we should also have this number next two miles per gallon, and that might make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I don't think anybody's really saying that we need to completely replace miles per gallon. That's not the intent here. We're just letting mm-hmm. you know that there's another way, another thought process out there, and it might make you uh, think twice about another new car. Oh, that's what we have to say, because the results will be a little bit different. If yeah. You, if you calculate, you know, the difference between two cars MPG versus the difference between their GP100M, can yeah, I say some, that? Yeah, I think that's the right way. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah you're right. If this is really based on the idea that if you're looking to trade your vehicle, if you want, um, let's say you've got a, we'll, we'll get into the examples, but just for example, let's say you sure. got a car that gets 17 miles per gallon, you want to trade it for a car that gets uh, 23 miles per gallon. Um, we can tell you how to figure out the fuel economy for that vehicle versus let's say another vehicle that you might be considering a trade for and see what how much you're saving exactly and you'd be surprised what uh what we come up with here yeah i certainly was it's it's not really as intuitive as you might think uh i would say it's counterintuitive yeah that's right because now there are two guys at uh at duke and university and i'm looking through my notes here hang on a second i'll get it it's uh rick larrick and jack saul and these two guys, they're professors of management, um, associate and assistant, and um, they were carpooling one day, and they were talking about fuel economy on the way to on the way to work. They were in a hybrid, and they kind of said, "Well, let's let's try to figure out some different scenarios where your economy is better or worse, and then try to average it out, and try to figure out what's going on here exactly." And then they they determined that miles per gallon can actually be a very deceptive measurement, um, and. It, depends on your terrain, it depends on your climate, it depends mm-hmm. on all kinds of different things. So um, they said miles per gallon, it, it 
really depends on your style of driving. It depends on a lot of different factors. So um, they thought that, like I said, it's, it's a deceptive measurement in, in their eyes. So they said, well, how can we how can we work this, you know, to to yeah. uh, to make it make more sense? I guess make it even it out between all the vehicles. You know, start with fresh slate. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came up with this idea that, uh, and it, not that they came up with the idea. They're they're kind of it's based on the. Um, what I say, the uh, liters per 100 kilometers, kilometers idea. Yes. Um, but they, they've been working this through, and they've been getting funding from Duke to, to do some research, or they, they did. I think it's over at this point. Um, but, for example, they, they asked, um, they took a poll, and they asked a lot of people, um, which would be the better vehicle to replace? If you had a 10-mile-per-gallon uh, car, and you wanted to replace it with a, a car that gets 20 miles per gallon, Okay. So that's uh, you know ten to twenty. Oh. Or would you want to replace a twenty-five mile per gallon car with a car that gets fifty miles per gallon? Fifty miles per gallon. Yeah. So you're replacing ten with twenty, uh-huh. or twenty-five with a fifty. So you're doubling the miles per gallon in both vehicles. You're doubling the miles per okay. gallon. Okay. Um, so f- ten to twenty, twenty-five to fifty. Then uh, I would, of course, can I answer? Yeah, of course. I, I would, of course, uh, want to go from 25 miles per gallon to 50 miles per gallon. That's what almost everybody who answered their survey question said. Um, however, <laughs> you'll find out that um, over a distance, I mean, this isn't just – it's hard to explain this without without getting into it. So let's just get into it right now, okay? Okay. Um, with you're, – you're far better off – not far better off. You're better off, I should say – trading the 10 mile per gallon car for a 20 mile per gallon car and that does seem counterintuitive doesn't it yeah i mean it seems like you're getting because you want to say that you want 50 miles per gallon that's the best best mm-hmm. scenario right. here's the way you look at it when you think about it in a distance of 100 miles if a 10 mile per gallon car um uses 10 gallons of gas in 100 miles okay so we're basing right. this all in 100 miles right now okay okay so a, ten, a car that gets 10 miles per gallon uses 10 gallons of gas mm-hmm a car that gets 20 miles per gallon uses five gallons of gas to go the same distance, so 100 miles. Oh, okay. 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 So, and a 25 mile per gallon car uh, uses four gallons of gas for the same distance. Right. Okay. Whereas a 50 mile per gallon car uses two gallons of gas for the same distance. Again, 100 miles. Right. So if you look at the, the gallons of fuel used, which was, and I'll read them just straight down, 10, 5, 4, and 2. Uh-huh. Um, you have to compare the two. So you're, you're talking about trading in a 10-mile-per-gallon car for a 20-mile-per-gallon car. The, the savings in fuel is really 5 gallons of fuel because mm-hmm. instead of using 10 gallons, you're going to use 5 gallons. So that's 5 gallons saved, right? That makes sense. Okay, that, that and we'll just say our fuel prices right now are $3 a gallon, right? Sure. That's $15, okay? Uh-huh. So $15 is what it, would, it, it saves you every 100 miles. Every 100 miles. Okay. okay, and you could extrapolate that out to one uh, one thousand, which would be one hundred and fifty dollars, or even ten thousand, which is one thousand five hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. So you can see the savings there. That's pretty big, right? Yeah. Now the car that you said was was better to uh, to buy the twenty five versus fifty. Right. Um, remember that's four gallons of gas versus two gallons of gas used in one hundred miles. So you're only so you're saving two gallons two gallons per one hundred miles. Oh, it's so, so long. So. If you're saving two gallons per 100 miles, you are saving a total of six dollars per 100 miles. Mm-hmm. So that means that it's sixty dollars for a thousand, and you're saving six hundred dollars for ten thousand. So instead of saving six hundred dollars per ten thousand miles, wouldn't you much rather save one thousand five hundred dollars per one one ten thousand miles? 
You know me, Scott. I'm getting so trapped up in this. This is a. I think that's an excellent explanation because I'm also, you know, you can see me scribbling along as yeah, well. Yeah, it's it really. I know it sounds terribly complex just hearing it, but if and it maybe not. Maybe it maybe it's simple for someone to follow along if you've got that kind of mind that can process that. But but the the thing is, if you if you look this up or if you figure it out on paper the way I, I just described it, um, it's it's pretty clear how that that um, I guess that set of numbers will give you a, a much more clear picture of, of how much you can save for a relatively short distance, 100 miles mm-hmm. um, or even 1,000 yeah. miles. I, I go 1,000 miles pretty quick in my car. It doesn't take that long. Yeah. Um, and when you talk about a year, you know, you just determine how, how much you drive a year and see the fuel savings between, again, a 10-mile-per-gallon car, 20-mile-per-gallon car, mm-hmm. and, you know, so on. But um, isn't that odd that, you know, going from 10 to 20 is far more significant in savings for you mm-hmm. than going from 25 to 50? It really is strange, and I guess it's it makes a little bit more sense when I think back on it because of the relationship with the numbers. You know, a lower mm-hmm. mile per gallon is bad. Yeah. And a... And a a higher uh, well, gallon per mile the, is bad. The small the the gallon smallest the smallest increase creates it's not it's not that it creates a bigger increase but uh, um, a better savings I should say but a small increase in miles per gallon really does mean a a, a big savings and I can give you one example of this. Um, if you have a fifteen mile uh, let's say just take a fifteen mile per gallon car versus a twelve mile per gallon car. So you're okay. talking about a, only a three mile per gallon difference. It's right. not not significant, really. That's, it doesn't seem significant. Shouldn't be. Um, so let's let's take that one out to ten thousand miles. Okay. Okay. Uh, so let's say that you travel that in a year. It's a lease vehicle. You can only go ten thousand miles, anyways. So right. you're just talking fuel cost here, okay? Um, a twelve mile per gallon car versus a fifteen thousand or fifteen mile per gallon car, you will save one hundred and sixty seven gallons of fuel over that ten thousand miles. By having a 15-mile-per-gallon car versus, you know, just that 3-mile-per-gallon difference saves you 167 gallons in just 10,000 miles. Now, I triple that amount because I go about 30,000 a year because I take it on road trips, et cetera. So um, 167 gallons times $3 per gallon, um, that's $501 that you save in one year just by having a car that gets... Uh, three, three miles per gallon, and if, wow. if you take it out to three times that, which is what I drive, yeah, um, fifteen hundred dollars again. Wow! So it's significant savings, and and you don't think about it that way until you really see it laid out in gallons per mile. And you know, you wouldn't, you just wouldn't think of that if you said, "Well, this is twelve versus fifteen, big deal. I'll go for the twelve because it's a it's a flashier car, or whatever it is." Uh, using your reptilian brain oh, to, to pick it out. I, I knew. I, I was knew. Like, which one of yeah. us is going to say that? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. If you re- recall back to the reptilian brain episode, um, no. So it's uh, it's it's far more significant than you would think. So, do you think that there's a possibility for car manufacturers and dealerships to pick up this uh, this way of looking at the well, numbers? You know, some reviewers have already started adding this to their uh, to, to their reviews of vehicles in, in online and um, mm-hmm. in print ads um, magazines I should say um, so I think I think it's catching on but not as fast as uh, as I think they wanted it to originally but mm-hmm. I haven't seen it really in many places uh, but it's here and there it's happening if there's a groundswell among the reviewers though I think that's a that definitely strengthens the possibility yeah I think so I mean it's uh, it, again it's been a couple of years since this mm-hmm. is uh, has has come out you know since uh, these um professors at duke came out with this mm-hmm. idea or, or 
you know, broadcast that they've got this idea. We should also include this number on the uh, Marconi sticker on the windows of every new car. Um, but uh, so far, I, I just haven't seen it many places. Not many places. Well, we still haven't really picked up the metric system in this. No, in this no, no. And I haven't told you exactly where you can find this stuff yet. But um, if you look on, um, you can actually find an... You can find a little video that dis demonstrates this really well, and this is the it'll, it'll give you the 10, 20, 25, uh, 50. That'd be perfect. Um, demonstration that I told you about, and mm -hmm. it's on YouTube, and just search the MPG Illusion, the MPG Illusion. I like that title. And uh, it's real simple. It, it should walk you through exactly what I told you here, and maybe you know maybe watch it once or twice like I did, and I finally got it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, I understood what they're getting at, but. Um, it's uh, it's an interesting little video clip. It's not very long, but um, I think if you uh, dig into it, you'll find it pretty interesting. And you know uh, what else people should do while they're already on the internet? What's that? They should check out the High Speed Stuff blog. Oh, good idea. Which we, we don't really get to plug too much, but it's it's got uh, so many interesting things. And I think that, uh, well, you know, Scott, I know you can't say anything about it without being immodest. I'm blushing yeah. already. He's blushing. It's crazy. I gotta stop. It is but, hot in here. Yeah, it, it, you know, who knows? Who knows? You're right, though. It is. <laughs> we're in a we're in a different studio today. But uh, anyhow, so the the blog is a great read. You can also find out more information about anything automotive related by checking us out at our website, HowStuffWorks.com, and if there's something on there and and you're looking for something that's not there. Why don't you send us an email and maybe we can cover it? Yep, and that is at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the howstuffworks.com homepage. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit Slack.com to get started.